Hello, good afternoon and welcome to the Midday News. The news is live on Joy 99.7 FM here in Accra and Kumasi. We are on Love 99.5 FM affiliates across Ghana's 16 regions. We are on A1 Radio in Bogatanga. We are on Ganga FM in Jirapa Radio Max in Takrade and ATL FM in Cape Coast. We are live on X Spaces. We are on Facebook and myjoyonline.com. The midday news is sponsored by Petrol Soul. Your clean fall in full quantity. Petrol Soul is always a delightful experience. Also brought to you by Duroplus Ghana Limited, producers of quality PVC and HDP. Pipes and water tank. We are the only water storage tank with a level indicator, and where Dura Plus goes, water always flows. This afternoon, three more residents of Boku confirmed dead in renewed clashes, bringing the number to five in the last 48 hours alone. As the MP for Boku Central, Mahama Yariga, blames the security agencies for the killings. You actually, physically arrest the person, beat the person mercilessly, and finally just shoot and kill. And I'm so scandalized by what the soldiers have done. Even if you found a weapon with them, you should arrest. We have more as a security analyst calls for withdrawal of all arms there as a means of restoring peace in the area. You can't have arms in the system there and expect that there will be peace. So now you need to tackle the issue of those shadow stakeholders somewhere in Accra, Kumasa or wherever, swelling these youths to engage. I'll take you live to Boko this afternoon. Also, public university senior staff strike, hampering resolution efforts. That's according to the National Labour Commission as its strike enters day two. The only issue for now was the strike which has started. You see, whenever there's a strike, issues must be attended to urgently. That is where our problem is. We'll get to hear from the senior staff which are yet to call off the action, hoping for GTEC to withdraw its stance on the overtime allowances. I, I think uh, we still have the second letter in circulation. So they should write and withdraw the second letter. Then there's, yes, there's yes, harmony. Now, after months of negotiations, the IMF board is set to clear Ghana to access a $600 million um, support fund following a successful review of the three-year program with Ghana. Yes, we go to the board on the 19th of January. We have a weekend and uh, knock on wood, I expect that by Tuesday we should be able to have the proceeds, if not earlier. We have details of what exactly the funds will be directed or go into. We have sports. The Black Stars shift focus to Mozambique in a make-or-break tie after stumbling against Egypt at the AFCON. And later in the bulletin, we'll get to hear from the latest sensation in the music industry, Safu Newman, who's been reflecting on his meteoric rise to fame as his song, Akukwa, goes viral. All the hard work, I mean, at least, is paying. Good music sells itself. That's and more in this afternoon's edition of the Midday News. I am Emefa Apao. This is your home of independent, fearless, and credible journalism. Let's start off from Boko and reports there. In the Upper East Region reviews, three more persons have been killed in renewed clashes. The conflict, which has already claimed two lives and injured many, resulted in a curfew, which has strictly been enforced by the military. The latest killing, according to the MP for the area, Mahama Yariga, happened last night. Well, this brings to five those killed in the renewed fighting. We'll hear from the MP shortly, but first, listen to correspondent Albert Sorry shed light on the renewed conflict. Over the time, far conflict is concerned, people now tend to target each other. So from time to time, people get trained.
because normally they would look out for people who are on the opposite side of this disagreement. So they typically track each other. So we're thinking that this incident was the same. Sometimes they hide in the cover of nine, they hide in places and they fire into the air. And the security are not able to give you any explanation as to how this is happening. And this is why the residents of Boko, they actually think that government is not tackling the issue of this conflict the way it should be doing. We can now hear from the MP for the area, Mahama Yarga, who has been explaining how the three men died after an alleged shooting. He spoke to Benjamin Akapo on the AM show. We even had additional statements last night, this time by members of the armed forces themselves. They went into the Sabon Valley community where young men were sitting and just having their conversation just before the tertiary time. And they approached on some four young men. One managed to escape. The one that was escaping, they fired gunshots at him. They missed all their aim and he made it away. And then they beat the three of them mercilessly. The assemblyman for the area uh, came out, tried to intervene. They refused to listen to the assemblyman. And they beat these boys and finally shot the three of them. These boys were cold-bloodedly murdered last night. I confronted senior members of the, the military for the incident early this morning. And the reason was that, oh, they found a weapon with them. I said, but you apprehended them. Even if you found a weapon with them, when you apprehended them, you should arrest them and take them to uh, the police station and lock them up. Let's prosecute them. If you find a weapon with somebody and you actually physically arrest the person, you hold the person for about two hours, beat the person mercilessly, and finally just shoot and kill. And I'm, 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 I'm so scandalized by what the soldiers have done. And, and the youth are grieving. So how did you get to know of this? Who told you of this? Have you seen the bodies? I'm the member of parliament of the place. It is my electoral area. Any incident that happens within seconds, I get a report. That's Mahama Ayariga, Boko Central MP. Meanwhile, the Upper East Regional Minister, Stephen Yakubu, also confirmed the three deaths as edge and restraint. He adds investigations are ongoing to find the perpetrators. My condolences to all the families who have lost their loved ones. You know, as a regional minister, what I don't know is for us to draw uh, policies into it. And then let us all see how we bring a peace to the area. So we are working very hard. But Mr. Yakubu, with the killing of the three, you say you, you've got a briefing on it. What accounted for the killing? According to the military, they engaged the people. That's one side of the because they also informed me that uh, these individuals, they didn't see uh, AK-47 from them. And they have even given the AK-47 to the police. That is their story. The other side is also telling me that the community and family here also know that it happened outside the city, I mean, the country. So we are trying to find out exactly what time did it actually happen. We are going to sit down investigating so that we need to take our time to find out exactly what. Well, let's bring in uh, the the municipal chief executive Amadou Hamza he's on the ground joins us live uh, with details we're grateful for your time here on the midday news so we're hearing various accounts of this particular incident in Boko what's your own briefing on these shooting and killings uh, yes uh, good afternoon uh, good afternoon to our cherished listeners it's a sad week for the people of Boko and I must say so because 
that when a week will not pass when there will not be an incident in Boko. As a municipal chief executive, as a representative of the president of the Republic of Ghana, it's a sad moment. Um, let me tell you about the recent happenings, some of the things that led to this casual people, whatever. Last week, I was in Boga when I had a call. I think I was in a, a workshop trying to bring more projects to Baku. And the call that came was that somebody had been gunned down in a place where we're doing the one district, one factory. The name of the area is Kolori. And in fact, when it happened, there were some few gunshots. The military and the police managed to calm down the situation. Um, the, the day before yesterday, I came in Bolga when I was about wrapping up on Wednesday of the of the Suko projects. The the I had a call from residents that the police is bad. And I actually consulted, I contacted the military commander, I contacted also the 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 police commander, and all of them were very busy on the foot. Yes, indeed, some six people were shot, one died at the spot, and later yesterday in the morning the seventeen year old died. Now this matter led to spirit gunshots. Uh, was told that one other known Kwesasi man who is a lecturer and lead a registrar at the Bolga Technical University, indeed is my good friend. Azuma Alassan is my very good friend from childhood. His house was just very close to my house. Yes. And it was later that they had to move to Misiga Sabungaru area to see. Mm. So the yes, his, indeed, his shooting. indeed. Let me let me mm. come. I want to give you the trajectory. What happened? Then that unfortunately of, we do not have the luxury of time at this point. That, so we are that, hoping that actually sparked of violence mm. two nights ago. And so in the night, I heard some gunshots just about two hundred to three hundred meters away from my house. There's a school known as Hassania, Hassania Basic School. And the gunshots, um, when I heard it, it was later I started contacting the police commander and then the, the military commander. Nobody was answering until a few minutes later that the, 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 the Major Ankama, who is the commander of the armed forces at Ilemi told me what happened. Mm. I tried to inquire, okay, they were actually moving around trying to ensure that there's peace in town. And they accosted some four men who were exchanging gunfire at them. Okay. And he authorized his men to fire at them. Indeed, they fired at the guys. One managed to escape, and the other three were gunned down. And then their bodies were picked by the police to a hospital, a private hospital known as Vanyard. That is the report I got. That's exactly the report. And the incident happened just 200 to 300 meters away from my house. Okay. Indeed, I must tell you that. There is no safe zone in Boko. Even me as an MTE, where I reside, is a very dangerous area. My life also is in danger. It's not only the citizens of Boko. Wherever you are staying, your life is in danger. And so because of this development, I see it as the most dangerous conflict ever in the world. And there's a need for us to ensure that we put mechanisms 
that we can ensure that we bring lasting solutions to the people of Boko. Well, we know over the period a number of measures have been put in place. Security has been beefed up amongst others. But listening to you now, it appears it's all not worked over the period. Not that it didn't work. I must tell you that this government has been very proactive as far as Boko conflict is concerned. The government has been proactive in the sense that the government has done a lot of engagements. The Boku Inter-Ethnic Peace Committee, led by myself and the regional minister, had engaged the factions in Boku. Six of them of the membership are pitch artists. Six of the membership are Mampushis. Two are Moshis. Two are Houses. Well, Mr. Hamza, unfortunately, at least if these measures have yielded any results, you'll be talking about the fact that Boko is the only conflict area, at least in the world now, like you talk about. But really, with the latest incident, at the last count, how many lives have been lost, you say? The latest incident in the life of, within Boko, I can tell you that three lives have been lost. Okay. Official reports are that three lives have been lost. Okay, and how many persons are currently receiving attention in terms five of... Five persons are injured. Five persons are injured. And they are in various hospitals in Boko. Okay. We are grateful uh, for your time. That's the Municipal Chief Executive, Amadou Hamza, there of Boko, and um, the picture he paints is rather dire. But we can hear from a security analyst, Dr. Victor Doke. He believes the proliferation of arms in Boko is also fueling the incidences there and tasks government to renew its commitment to the Guns for Cash program. What have the state institutions done with regards to making that the illegal arms in Boko are retrieved? Because you can't have arms in the system there and expect that there will be peace. These two actors don't trust each other. So if we don't trust each other, what do we hold on to? The arms, and this is what we know that we can go into combat with. And arms signifies authority, it signifies power. So now you want these youths who are in possession of sophisticated weapons to surrender, there has to be a very comprehensive program at that. Now, with regards to that one, then you need to lay the foundation, okay? Structural prevention, create jobs, opportunities for these youths not to say, I earn more, so I don't need to fight. You need to tackle the issue of those shadow stakeholders somewhere in Accra, Kumasa, or whatever, swelling these youths to engage. Away from Boko and the conflict situation there, the National Labor Commission has disclosed that the ongoing strike by the Public University Senior Staff Association has hindered efforts to address their grievances. Executive Secretary of Osua Samoa tells Joy News he's been unsuccessful in persuading the striking group to refrain from the industrial action to allow negotiations to proceed. The staff lay down their tools to demand improved conditions of service, payment of their Tier 2 pension arrears, and most importantly, a restoration of their overtime allowances. National President of the Association, Isaac Donko, told Evans Mensah last night that they are willing to call off their strike and return to the negotiation table if GTEC corrected the information they were, that they weren't qualified for overtime allowances. 
Oh, I think we are gradually getting somewhere. And once uh, my good friend has spoken, we are taking it in good faith. I, I think uh, we still have the second letter in circulation. So they should write and withdraw the second letter. We have to also get uh, uh, the tier two people to also intervene. Then we are good to go. In the interests of the students who are really at the heart of this conversation, can't you suspend the strike whilst you pursue the other leg of the of the conversation? That is not anything difficult to do. I can't assure you on the on the phone, but it's not nothing difficult. You, I'll have a, a one-on-one discussion with uh, Mr. Atta. Mm-hmm. Then we take it from there. It is nothing difficult at all, at all. We're going to hear from the Chief Executive of the Fair Wages and Salaries Commission, Ben Arthur, who says the action of the senior staff is unfortunate. That letter was to GTEC. It was not directed at public investors where the infractions had been reported. So way back in June, June 30th, 2023, as my good friend Isaac has alluded to, the matter could resolve. So if we have any otherwise, any issue, any non-compliance for which you have noticed, then you, it is only fair that you come back to us to resolve the matter. Because when we are ambushed like this, uh, my good friend uh, Mr. Donko and all our listeners, you know that it will become very, very difficult. Meanwhile, the NLC believes prolonging their strike will only derail efforts to resolve the issues. Whatever it is, there's been a complaint and there's been a response. So we now have to bring the parties together and then see the way forward. Either the commission will settle it summarily, either there will be mediation or an arbitration. There could also, the parties could also be, if the commission finds us, they could just be given the chance to go and negotiate. Or you see, so the two parties must come together. Then, with the assistance of the commission, we look at the and see the issues are fixed. So that's why we invited them for Thursday. Unfortunately, the senior staff are saying that they have a commitment with the earlier on schedule, so they couldn't come. So they can make it on the 24th. Agreed. We communicated to the other part. The only issue for now was the strike which has started. You see, whenever there's a strike, issues must be attended to urgently. That's that's um, Ofoswa Samwada, is Executive Secretary of the National Labour Commission. Now, the Executive Board of the International Monetary Fund is set to pass Ghana on its first review under the fund program later today. This is based on what Joy Business has picked up on uh, from persons with knowledge of the meeting scheduled for this afternoon. The board is also expected to approve and disburse about $600 million to Ghana within the next three working days. However, it's not clear for now what will be the fund's verdict on the current state of Ghana's economy and the challenges ahead. Meanwhile, Finance Minister Ken Oferiata is optimistic about this approval and disbursement will aid Ghana's economic recovery. Yes, we go to the board on the 19th of January. You have a weekend and then knock on wood, I expect that by Tuesday we should be able to have the proceeds, if not earlier. Unlike our previous programs where it was strictly balance of payment support, it right. gives that this is a little bit different, somebody supporting all those things. It comes really to us. And, uh, support, yeah, I would, I'll put it that way. And, and then, of course, for the central bank, it shows up our foreign reserves. Um, well, what, what are you looking for in terms of the expectation to uh, the broader economy? Trigger the World Bank, and that would also happen on the 25th, I believe. And it will anchor us with regards to currency stability, etc., for this period. And as you know, these reviews come quickly. So before long, maybe April, have another one looking at um, disbursements in June. Mm-hmm. Disbursements in November. 
Finance Minister Ken Ufereta in that interview with George Riafe, and it's available on all our social media platforms, also on myjoyonline.com. Thankfully, uh, George Riafe, Joy Business Editor, joins me in studio on this uh, particular meeting that we are hoping will happen later today. Uh, let's talk about the background to this meeting and what is expected to happen, George. So, MFA, we had the executive board of the IMF, that is the highest decision-making body of the fund, and everything that comes to disbursement, program support, and how our country has fed, this board has to meet to take a decision. And we signed up to this program last year, and they've set some targets for us. And depending on how Ghana fares under this program, at every point in time, when there's a need for disbursement, mm. the board has to meet. And when this board meets, it's based on the report that the staff have sent to the board for them to review. So under our program, the staff have sent this report to the executive board. Over the last three days, they have scrutinized this report. If we pass this assessment, the board is then going to approve about $600 million, and that will be dispersed to Ghana within the next three working days. Okay, and what will we go into exactly? Which mm. areas will well, we go into? Well, well, from what the finance minister has said, what we also picked up, it is going directly to support certain projects identified in the budget, unlike in the past where it was strictly a balance of payment support. That's mm. just to support the country, build up our reserves so we can finance our input. And that is what the minister says will go. But Professor Peter Corti, he is an economist and he's insisting that government should target at areas that will stimulate growth and not consumption. One key thing is that you have to invest in productive activities and, and many other things that will stimulate further growth that will generate more income. You don't want to invest this money into consumption. Mm. Uh, I mean, I mean that, that should not be the way to go. If, if you invest in consumption, uh, then when it comes to time to pay, uh, we will not have generated enough resources to repay. Well, George, uh, we know that other donor partners have also announced that based on this board meeting, they will be disbursing some funds. Can you give us some details The on World that? Bank is one of the donors that have announced, even in a press statement, and they are going to meet on January 25 as well to approve some $300 million. That would also go to support some projects in the budget. We have other countries like uh, Germany as well as the Swedish government as well that would also meet in the coming days to also approve some fresh disbursement to aid in the recovery of Ghana's economy. Okay. George, we are grateful. But what's next, really? Uh, what next is that basically uh, you're going to focus on the program, look at other second and third reviews, and also with respect to finalizing negotiations with the euro bond holders and the bilateral creditors on our debt restructuring. Okay, we're grateful. That's a Joy Business editor, George Riafi, taking us on a quick break here. On the Midday News, live on Joy, 99.7 FM here in Accra, and Kumasi on Love, 99.5 FM. Made possible by Petrol Soul, your clean fuel and full quantity Petrol Soul. Always a delightful experience. Also brought to you by Dura Plus Ghana Limited, producers of quality PVC and HDP pipes and water tank. We are the only water storage tank with a level indicator and where Dura Plus goes, water always flows. We return from the break with sports and and then later in the bulletin, we hear from the latest sensation in the music industry, Safu Newman. Thank you very much, MFA. Another disappointing result for the Black Stars at the AFCON following the 2 2 draw with Egypt. The team still sits at the bottom of Group B with one point, urgently needing a win in the last group stage game against Mozambique to stand a chance of reaching the last 16. Now, poster boy Mohamed Kudus, who scored a brace last night, says all hope is not lost. Um, the boys they scored was some silly mistakes from us, which we need to learn from. And we 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 put this game aside, and then we we focus on the next game. We knew Egypt was a good side, so we came with um, all the energy and the enthusiasm. So 
credit to all the boys. Everyone gave their all. I think um, we fought and then, yeah, we focus on the next game. Until we finish the last game in the group, um, it's the same focus, you know. Um, you could see the fighting spirit and the energy from the guys today. Uh, we have to do more than that in the last game, you know, because we have to get the three points as all course and then we see what's going to happen after. Well, that's uh, Black Stars attacking midfield. I'm already good. It's back to you. Honestly, it was an improved performance an by improved the Black Stars, and they deserve all the commendation. Result. Yeah, with some mistakes, and we're punished for it, yeah. but they, they did well. Well, let's um, head to uh, Kumasi Nine. Love News checks have revealed a renewed misuse and misapplication of a popular agrochemical product on the Ghanaian market, aluminium phosphide, known locally as BOM, is a lethal substance originally used in controlling insects in stored farm produce, like maize and beans but now actively used by households for bed bath fumigation and we know that it's cost um the three the lives of three young siblings at aswasi in the shanti region emmanuel bright google has more Janet Denaku was introduced to the chemical application by a friend when bed bugs became her new tenants. She says, a friend introduced me to it. I bought a full container and applied in my room. My children and I didn't sleep in the room for four days. We slept at a nearby church. Because it's dangerous, it makes a puff sound when you open it. The chemical comes under various brand names on the market, including Bactosin, Topstosin, and Bextosin. On December 28, 2023, three young siblings at Aswasi in the Ashanti region died from suspected poisoning from application of the chemical in their room. In 2018, the Environmental Protection Agency ordered the withdrawal of all pesticides containing aluminum phosphide due to their misapplication, but the product still finds its way onto the market. We weren't selling to the Ghanaian market, but recently I've realized some shops sell to people. Meanwhile, some agrochemical vendors are calling for the ban of the product. We used to have another chemical, which was harmless. But this one is dangerous. Those producing onto the market must stop. For Joy News, my name is Emmanuel Brightquaker. Now, in a quest to protect a dying source of livelihood, fishermen in a cross-coastal community of Usu say they have resorted to burying tons of plastic waste at the shores as a way of dealing with the growing waste at the coastline. Join us at Dubia Asari. Catch up with the fisher folks there and explores further in this report. In the Usu community, determined fishermen take their destiny into their hands, dealing with the mountain filth they are confronted with every morning. Well, I'm Fishermen don't litter the coast with plastic waste. We are responsible for anything related to fish and not plastic. The residents are responsible for the plastic waste. We clean the beaches because we have no choice. The plastic waste affects our work. We can't afford the services of waste collection companies, so we bury it after gathering. When asked whether he knew the method of managing waste was not the best, this is what he had to say. It is not advisable, but that is how best we can deal with it at the moment. We don't have beans to dispose the waste. Heaping and leaving it about are also not good. So we dig as deep as possible and bury the rubbish. 
the assembly used to provide waste bins, but we have not seen them in a while. Well, let's come to the studios and um, the segment I have been waiting for. Max and Jackie MJ, they are in the studios. First, really, I know yeah. we want to talk about Black Stars, but first, let's talk about Akoko, Asafu Newman. Yeah. Really, Jackie, you've been interacting with him. Let's yes, MFA. So he's the newest, latest sensation in town, trending all over social media yeah. with the songs gaining traction um, on X over the weekend. So Sarko Dier endorsed him. Other celebrities, Blacko people were retweeting his song, and the song is very interesting. 